Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves. It's time to reclaim a little me time with some well-deserved self-care. And for us, that doesn't have to mean a lot. It can be picking a favorite product and taking a little extra time to do our daily routine. Dime Beauty offers clean, high-end skincare that is affordable and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. They are 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. You know we don't have the energy to remember the order of a 10-step routine, so we love that the work system keeps things simple for us and has everything you need in one powerful package with a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their beauty reviews are literally all five stars. If you haven't checked out Dime, it's time. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. I think it's more the stigmatizing solo parenting. You don't have a dad. What's wrong with you? That kind of question that kids can say in the playground, that's hurtful. When a child feels less than because they don't have a parent, um, another parent in their lives, that that's hurtful. But um, as long as you're working around the empathy factor around other people's families, I think that's great. Natalie, what do I do? <laughs> I hope it's getting Okay, guys, we are back with part two with uh, Julia Carroll, um, the founder of Stort, and she is talking, telling us, teaching us all about solo parenting and options modern and modern day families. Okay. So I, so you have, you found a sperm bank you loved, and I'm assuming you talk about this on your platform of how you found, mm, no, of how you found it and all of like how that, how that came to be for you. Um, what, do you get a catalog? 
Yes. Um, it's not okay. So we're talking about sperm donation and we're talking about how you choose your donor. Thank you. Um, and the first thing that we were just talking about is, um, the ickiness of working within the context of an industry that makes humans, that's Mm -hmm. the sperm banks, et cetera. And, um, and so these are 18 to 25 year olds ish, approximately men who, um, do it out of the goodness of their heart, but they also get paid. I don't know how much. And, uh, they, go frequently to a sperm bank. They jack off, they give their donation and you Julia, buy. You said frequently. What do you mean? Like they go, what? It's not a one-time thing. And I don't know. I think it's over the course of a year that they're donating. Um, How they many have... sperm do you do at once? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Um, so yes. So when you're purchasing sperm, you need to think, okay, for each insemination, it's going to be one or two vials, meaning, um, when I go to my sperm bank and I want to be inseminated, I have to send them two vials of sperm in case the first one isn't working. And so theoretically it's one vial per each insemination. IUIs usually take three to six tries. You're talking about six vials. And then if you have to go on to IVF, then you need more vials for IVF. If you want siblings, you have to buy more vials. Mm. Um, So you're really talking about needing to quote unquote bank or purchase a lot of sperm. Sperm can be anywhere from 500 to $1,200 a vial. Um, It is not usually covered by insurance. So if you're doing the math, you're probably looking at 10 plus vials of sperm to have two kiddos. Um, Right. And so um, we're looking at like 10 to $20,000 of sperm purchases, depending on how many you purchase. Okay. And how much vial does a man fill in general per ejaculation? I don't know the answer to that question. I'm going to have to Google that on the production yeah. because I'm thinking if he's going multiple times over the year, he must not ejaculate that much sperm. I have no idea. I don't know how they make the vials too. Cause I don't think they don't just take the sperm and put it in a vial. Like they have I to mean, clean it and they have you to know like, what I'm doing right now. She's Googling it right now. Okay, how so much- Julia, how do you ch- choose who you want your donor to be? And is the, is the sperm bank allowed to tell you how many times that person has been chosen? They can't tell you how many times that person has been chosen. They can confirm whether or not there's been a pregnancy with that person. Okay. And then later, if you have a pregnancy, they'll you can be part of a sibling registry. And that's when you know how many siblings are there. Should other people choose to be part of the sibling registry, um, oh. which is tricky. And there's, and, there's, guarantee. and there's Facebook groups too. So you can like oh, join my. a Facebook group of all your like kids, um, half siblings, which is and really does cool. Your, does the donor like have, um, like a number ID or is it their mm-hmm. name? No, it's, it's a number ID. Their name. Natalie. Definitely not their <laughs> name. It's a number ID. Um, these days it's very much like online shopping. <laughs> like you yes. go on your, you go on the website and you yes. don't get a physical catalog anymore. It's not like in the movies where you're flipping through mm-hmm. a binder. Um, mm-hmm like binders full of sperm. No, it's, it's like, and then you get these profiles and they're very much like dating profiles and that you see pictures. Most of the pictures are of babies. So it's mm-hmm. a little like baby shopping and you're mm-hmm. like, could my baby look like that? Could my baby look like that? Um, you get the person's interests, like a little blurb about them. You get their um, medical history, you get their blood type, you get like description of what the sperm bank thinks of them, okay. um, which is usually very generic. Like it might be, he wears a lot of striped t-shirts and you think, well, that doesn't tell me anything. Thank you. Um, you get, what else do you get? Um, do you, you can get, you, yeah. Don't you get the, um, like the black outline of their profile of their face? I don't think I got that one. 
Um, but it's possible. It's possible that some people get that. You get your voice that you can hear their voice, um, which is really cool. And you can see like personal essays that they've written, or they can submit like other pieces of art they've created. Do you get Uh, to, you get to find out what their, uh, cultural background is? Yes, absolutely. Um, my sperm bank had like a lookalike. So they'd be like, looks like, um, I don't know, Ryan Reynolds and like, yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. so stuff like that. Um, like athletic, um, what kind of a student? Yes. Yes. Like, yes. Grades. You get their grade point average. Oh, you get their grade point average. You know okay. what they're studying. Wow. Um, right. Okay. But so, you know, he's a master, he's, he's in his master's degree program for this, or he's okay. in his, um, he's undergraduate for that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then you can filter, there's filters. So you can filter by height. You can filter by eye color. You can filter by hair color. You can filter by blood type. You can filter by religion. Um, and skin color, because, you know, sometimes if you're in a couple, let's say it's an infertility situation mm-hmm. or a gay couple, you yeah. want the person to look like your partner. So you want to mm-hmm. say, okay, my husband looks like this, or my wife looks like that. I want to find that. Um, right. Are you um, able to tell us what you were looking for? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, I did find the answer for you guys. Once but, you, once you, once you want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shoot. An average ejaculate yields between two and four one cc vials of semen, one vial equals one insemination, but on average, you need four to eight attempts. Mm -hmm. So they have to ejaculate four to eight times in order to get, you know what I mean? So they need eight vials. So one ejaculation essentially does one vial. So if you need eight and you want siblings, so they've got to go. I think it takes four to eight attempts to get pregnant. Yes. Okay. Yes. But that means they do at least 40 ejaculations mm-hmm. uh-huh. to get it there. And when the vials have at a minimum 20 millimeters, so they need 20 millimeters of sperm. So I guess if you ejaculate a lot, you might fill it up faster. So they keep going until it's 20 milliliters, but I guess we'll never know how much a man ejaculates per Let's get our husbands to measure next time. I'm going to say how many, how, uh, what's the average ejaculation amount? Okay. What were you, <laughs> what, awesome. were you what were you looking for? What was an important characteristic that you were looking for? Yeah. Well, first I'll tell you that through the podcast Storked, I've interviewed a gazillion people about how they chose their sperm donors or their egg donors. And one thing that's really cool is I've never heard the same answer twice. Wow. Really cool, right? Um, So for me, I was looking for soft things, meaning like less measurable versus hard things, hard skills. So I was looking for intelligence. How do you measure Mm -hmm. intelligence? I was looking for kindness. Um, how do you measure kindness? And then I was looking for like general features. And do I think that this is a pleasant looking person? And can I imagine my baby looking a little like this? Mm-hmm. Um, and most people don't give their quote unquote adult pictures. Remember they're 18, so they're not exactly adults, uh-huh. but some do. And that's a little creepy. Cause you're like, it's like almost some like a dating profile and you're like, I don't really, but you're not dating this person. You're not sleeping with this person. This is strictly thinking about it from the perspective of like, this person's going to be the genetic parent to my child. But Julie, uh, when you said earlier, like, are, are, is this person old enough to make this big of a decision mm-hmm. in your life? I mean, what does that What's mean? What's the responsibility? Yeah. What does that, that mean? And, mm-hmm. and why would it be, why would it be? Yeah. break in a minute because this is just going so quickly and amazing. Like, why would it matter to an 18-year-old? Let's take a long run. Yeah, and wh- and wh- here's wh- where it matters. Well, Wait, so let's take go- a quick break and then we'll come back and you can tell us. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. 
From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Ever catch yourself wishing for more hours in a day? Imagine the possibilities. Picture me indulging in a luxurious glass of wine and a blissful bubble bath, or Kat spontaneously breaking into an impromptu dance party. The key to fitting that special something into your schedule is understanding what truly matters to you and making it a top priority. Therapy can help you find out what matters to you so that you can do more of it. Therapy offers a safe and non-judgmental space for you to express your thoughts and feelings, and it can teach you practical coping strategies to help manage the stress in your life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp offers the convenience of an entirely online platform tailored to your schedule and flexibility. Complete a short questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist and enjoy the freedom to switch therapists at no extra cost whenever you wish. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash catandnat today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash catandnat. As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves. It's time to reclaim a little me time with some well-deserved self-care. And for us, that doesn't have to mean a lot. It can be picking a favorite product and taking a little extra time to do our daily routine. Dime Beauty offers clean, high-end skincare that is affordable and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. They are 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. You know we don't have the energy to remember the order of a 10-step routine, so we love that the work system keeps things simple for us and has everything you need in one powerful package with a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their beauty reviews are literally all five stars. If you haven't checked out Dime, it's time. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. 
www.thrivingmomsdoitit.com. Okay. So here's where it matters to um, an 18 year old. Back in the day when you donated, if you donated anonymously, which most did, you would never think about these kids again. You would never Mm -hmm. think about the fact that I have produced humans. Yeah. These days, Ancestry.com, 23andMe, you're going to be found, right? Even if you say you're anonymous, you're going to be found. And so you you cannot be like, you cannot lie and say your name is this and then ejaculate and walk off. You have to, they they will have you forever on a record. Right. And, and the sperm banks are very careful with giving out the records. And that's actually a controversial point, right? Um, So the donors who choose not to be anonymous, their kids can't get their name or access to the name until they're 18 and specifically call the sperm bank and say, I need access to the name, Um, which is controversial. Um, But imagine- at at 18, they can- yeah, at 18, they can. So imagine 18 years after you've donated, you've right. moved on, you've probably yeah. gotten married, you probably have you kids forgot. on your own. You've, you've forgotten. forgotten. Yeah. You were and, 18 and drunk and thought I'd go, I'll and you go, needed some I'll cash. Ejaculate. Exactly. And now you have between one and 30 kids who come to your door and say, hey, you're my dad. Um, that's a big, it's a big thing. Um, I did not know. I did not know. I, I thought, well, ancestry yeah. would find them anyways, but like, I did not know that they had, that they were allowed to, that their identity could eventually be. Yeah. If you, if you select it, right. You have to select oh, it. So you it, can select that they can never, you find can, it. you can, so you can select that they can never find you, but is it realistic to expect that they'll never oh, find God, you I mean, with, right. Yeah, so totally. let's say whether or not you've chosen to be anonymous, it's likely you will be found. Oh. Um, here's the second thing. Is an 18-year-old good at making decisions for themselves? Their prefrontal cortex isn't developed until 24 or 25. Yeah. And yeah. so let's go back to this being an industry. There's a lot of legislation out there to improve the industry. It shouldn't be legal to have 100 siblings. It shouldn't be legal no. um, that if you're sick, like really sick, and you can't get access to your medical history, you don't know if it's this horrible autoimmune disease or something else. That shouldn't be okay. And so there's awesome people out there creating legislation that will regulate the sperm banks. There's a fear that if you say, okay, we're going to regulate the sperm banks and therefore they're going to have less sperm per donor. Mm -hmm. And um, there are more people who want sperm because there's more gay and lesbian couples, there's more single people, and there's more infertility, then you're going to have a supply demand problem, which will mm-hmm. either make each vial of sperm so cost prohibitive, only the very wealthy can do it. Mm. Oh, geez. Right. Or you're going to have to go get more donors. How do you go get more donors? You're going to go recruit 18 year olds to do something that they may or may not have the ability to decide. I know two 18 year olds right now. And I, yeah, no, that would be, no, that would be a terrible. I I just, I I never thought about all this complicated stuff. But do do people think about it like you do think, or they just go and like, I want a baby and I'm going to go do this. Cause you're thinking about the donor as much as you're thinking about you, which is quite remarkable. Yeah, no, I don't think you can. If I don't think I could have had these this insight when I was going through it, because I think it would have made me too spooked to participate. And Mm -hmm. I needed to put my blinders on and just do what I needed to do to have my munchkin. Um, And thank God he's amazing. I have learned a lot of this through amazing conversations in the podcast and many that were not recorded. Um, And so it sort of ended up becoming this like life's passion of mine, both to celebrate all the different ways to build a family and to understand the sperm donation industry as much as humanly possible, because it informs how I parent, right? It informs like, how am I going to raise a child who might meet 
30 siblings one day. How right. am I going to raise a child to feel self-confident and self-actualized when they don't know 50% of their DNA? What right. am I going to do if there's a medical crisis? So it, it changes everything about the way I parent. And so now I'm becoming this like crazy person learning as much as I can with a lot of respect, by the way, for the industry. I don't want it to sound like I'm attacking the sperm donation. No, it, do, it actually doesn't sound like that, it's, but I, it just feels informative. Can the yeah. sperm donor find your son? You know, I don't know the answer to that. I don't think so. Okay. But maybe. Okay. I've actually, I, my God, I've, I've asked a million questions around this. I've never uh-huh, asked uh-huh. that question. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sorry. No, no, it's good. Thank you. Uh, oh no. I feel like I just did it. I just feel like I put something in your mind that I shouldn't have. Mm. No, it's great. It's, mm. it's good to ask these questions, right? It's like Every time you ask a question in this world, in the sperm donation industry, your mind boggles. And by the way, the reason the number of kids is so difficult, like you have to limit the number of kids is one, because I think it's hard for any human to meet that many siblings. Imagine if you found out tomorrow that your dad was a secret sperm donor. And by the way, we did have one of these people on the podcast and all of a sudden you've got 10 siblings. How would that change your life? Ancestor DNA, Exactly. Exactly. it, and how would you feel when you found out? And also the interesting thing is, which is so great. You're having this conversation is when some of these kids who 18 years ago, um, there, the donor did this, there wasn't this conversation and there wasn't internet and there wasn't, um, ancestry DNA. So like it's, it's really it's so different. And, yeah. It's very different. And they are getting kind of screwed by today's consequences from a time that it, this, they would never know this would have happened. It's For like, sure. Everyone so got lucky. screwed. Right. Ancestry yeah. and 23andMe blew this whole up. And because, you know, and it was the donors who got screwed in some ways because they donated anonymously and now are not anonymous, but also the kids, because in the nineties, parents were told eighties and nineties, the parents were told your kid will never find out uh-huh. if you're a heterosexual couple, um, don't tell your child, lie to them because <gasps> otherwise you're going to have a damaged relationship between the dad <sighs> and the child. Well, what happens when you're 30 years old and you discover your parents have been lying to you about something material for their whole life? Mm-hmm. I mean, it erodes trust. Um, it breaks down your sense of like relationships, um, your struggle with your, I mean, just so many things. And so that's a big problem for the kids who were conceived through donor's conception back in the day. And and then I, we think about like, and I, I just asked Kat last week, what if you um, end up falling in love with someone and then finding out you're related. So I interviewed a woman. And how do you do that? I interviewed a woman named Krista Bilton who wrote this incredible book, Normal Family. I highly recommend it. Her dad was a career sperm donor. I won't get into the logistics, but she did find out that she was dating her brother at one point. It happens. How did she find out? She found out because her mom, she always knew she was donor conceived and her mom found out that her dad was a career donor it's, it's a long story, but okay. she, she basically her mom like figured it out um, and told her. And then she's like, this is disgusting. How do I, what do I do? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like you have to get like in that case, like I was um, my cousin, she um, used a, a donor and she was like, um, we live in Canada and she was like, Canada's too small. So I'm buying it from the States because I feel like if I get it here, it's, there's not enough people here that they're going to end up together. Yeah. That's so smart of her. <laughs> and I was like, wait, Canada's so big. But then I get what you're saying is, is if there's this not many sperm donors, mm-hmm. you might end up with your the same person if you're around the same age. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm assuming there's a time limit for 
they should just get a bunch of sperm and just shoot it all around the country to everybody else. Do you, so then also when you're parenting, do you have to sort of like, let them know that what, like, what do you have to like test for like DNA, especially if like, let's say they're dating someone whose parents lied to them. So they don't think that they, they came from a donor. Yeah. This is this like next level parenting. First of all, thank (laughs) God my kid's two and I don't have to worry about it yet. Or he's almost two, but also like, it's a whole, there's a whole new world about this that I think everyone's figuring out in real time. I don't know that anyone has an answer. Oh my gosh. Sounds like parenting in general. We're going right? to take, <laughs> take our, our last break and then come back. I think that there's so, uh, the fact that you're having this conversation is going to serve your son so well, because I can't imagine what, how many other parents don't know what to do and how to have the conversation. And, you know, people thinking about it, it feels like, um, there are so many layers that you might, it's, it's a community. Everyone kind of needs to open their eyes to it, but even talking with your children about like, there are different families and we don't just have to focus on one. And when, when someone finds out that you did, uh, like, do people ask where is his, like their, his dad, like, do they talk about it openly? Like, what is that conversation like for you? And what do you think the response should be for people who are asking those questions or should it just not be a question asked? It doesn't bother me for the most part and hasn't come up all that much because I'm so open about it. Um, But there are little things like um, um, he was, when he was like one, he was playing with somebody whose parent was very confused about the whole thing and Mm. saying something, you know, to other parents. And, you know, it didn't bother me. He doesn't know what's going on at one. Um, It'll become a bigger problem when, they get a little bit more self-aware, but I just, I think the more I can take ownership of my mm-hmm. choices and be really mm-hmm. proud of them and teach him to yes. be proud of them. Right. Yes. I feel like with a mother like you and also that he's young and this is going to become more and more common that it's going to be an easier path for him than it would be from a parent who isn't being open and honest about it. And, any, and anyone's yeah. um, reaction or negative reaction is their issue, not yours, because it's obviously their own biases and misinformation and education, which is, I think the conversation is, you know, there's no shame in it. So why is it a secret? Like, this is just, this is, this yeah. is how I chose to have a family and I'm, I'm proud of my son and I, and you know, it is, it really is when we, when we open the conversation outside of, it being a secret, it becomes a normal thing rather than something we can't talk about. Totally. Totally. The more we think of something with shame, the more other people see it that way. And it yes. gets like, it eats you alive, but you guys not, are the parenting experts, you know, no, they, we're, they, not. we're not, <laughs> but, um, is it an inappropriate, um, question to ask, did you want a sibling for your son? It's not an inappropriate question. Thank I would you. love a sibling for him. Oh. Um, that would be like my absolute dream. I'm 40. And so the question is, can I do it biologically? Can I do it financially? Um, the toll of solo parenting on my career, like it's really (laughs) been a, it's been brutal, um, a professional step back. Um, you know, so it's really just a logistics question. Um, would you be able, is there enough sperm left from his donor? Yeah, I did try and purchase as much as I was able to afford in the anticipation of maybe having a sibling. And so Mm -hmm. I'm hopeful that should I go down that path, it's all there. Um, Mm -hmm. Do they tell you how many times they've sold a sperm or no? No, no, 
No, I've asked all the different questions. I mean, I was on the sport call, like phone with the sperm bank, calling them every day when I was making the decision. I was like, between two guys, tell me which smile you like better and which one's really the nicer guy. And they like, we're like, couldn't really tell me these things. Like, how many kids does this one have? You know, did he have charisma when you met him? Or what was his energy like? Did he have an aura? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Seriously. So, um, I, I knew pretty well, which one was the right one for me. I had some friends weigh in just to make sure I wasn't like making any mistakes. I said, Look at these five, tell me what I'm missing. Um, and ultimately it was just really between two and one was the front runner and wow. thank God. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like your podcast, um, Storked is not only, I mean, it's just entertaining listening to you, learning about something new, but it's probably an amazing resource for all different kinds of um, families and parents going through things. Cause you also have experts that don't have your, uh, sorry, you have yep. guests who don't have your experience Yep, and they're telling their stories too. And it's just so important to just keep talking about everything we can. So people don't feel like they're alone. And, and outside of your podcast, where can, is there somewhere that we can go as parents to explain to our children the, the best way to talk about this? Or, you know, if they do find out that their friend is, um, by a donor, is there something like, what would the response be, I guess, or do you have one, you know, I know you said not what to say, but it's just like, oh, like, cause I think normalizing it is part of a parent's job too, to let them know that they will have friends like this. So that it's not a big deal. Yeah. I think it's, um, there are more and more books about it for young kids. And I highly encourage having books like that in the house. Like we have books about gay families in my house, even though I'm not gay because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just want them to be normal. And we have books about kids of different ethnicities just to have it like front and center. Um, I don't think that there's a lot of ways that you can ask about donor conception that are rude. You know, tell me about your, your right. I think it's more the stigmatizing solo parenting. You know, your mom doesn't have a dad. You don't have a dad. What's wrong with you? That kind of question that kids can say in the playground, that's Mm -hmm. hurtful. Mm -hmm. Um, When a child feels less than because they don't have a parent, um, another parent in their lives, that that's hurtful. But um, as long as you're working around the empathy factor around other people's families, I think that's great. I don't think there's a lot of things that a kid can say about a sperm donor because I just think it's too conceptual and and difficult for a kid to grasp. Um, So normalizing the questions, I think, and if they come home and they're like, they don't have a dad, they, you know, it's something that we can, as parents can always work on with our kids to make sure the conversation. That's the important thing is not to see people who don't have a dad or don't have a mom or have two mommies as bad. Um, mm-hmm. or, or wrong or something's missing in the mm-hmm. same way that if, you know, or both, sad, like, or sad, no, right. it's not, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. We took up more time than we said we would, but you're this subject, obviously we never knew we need to know so much about it. Like I really, you really, <laughs> I knew the basic, cause I know people who have mm-hmm. done it, but mm-hmm. really, truly thank you for yeah. and, and teaching us and being so open about your story, because I think it really did teach us in a way that is not medical and not just the basics of what you can do, but a personal face to the story. Mm -hmm. This was awesome. You guys are so kind to let me on and I just love your energy. I love your podcast. I've been a listener for so long. And so this is like, I don't know, this is a dream to chat with you guys. I I also want to tell you guys that the last thing is that um, the the amount of sperm they do per ejaculation um, was like, was 1.5 to 5 millimeters and they need 20 per vial. So they have to ejaculate. Sometimes they have to do it 20 times. Wow. Okay. Wait, that math seems backwards. Well, because it's 1.5 to 5.0 milliliters every time they ejaculate. And you need 20? And you need 20 to to fill a vial. To fill the vial. Remember that said that before? Wow. That's crazy. So it could be only 
uh, four times, yes. or it could be 20 if they only do one or less than 20. Yeah. yeah. Depends on what okay. sperm they're giving. But okay. I, where I'm can sure. everybody find you? Yes. Okay. So Storked, the podcast is S-T-O-R-K apostrophe D. Mm-hmm. It's wherever you listen to podcasts and we try to highlight all the different families. So, you know, listen to the ones about adoption, if you're curious about that or step parenting or solo parenting, you know, you don't have to listen to all of them, pick and choose what you like. Um, there's a website, storedpodcast.com and sign up for the newsletter on that website, because I think it's a really good newsletter and, uh, socials anywhere, anywhere you get socials. And the reason they want young men is because they tend to ejaculate more forcefully and bigger. Forcefully and bigger. Wow. I just thought I should wrap that up for everyone. Thank you. Learn. Learn. I, I'm, I'm learning, so, I'm learning about so sperm much. so much oh. today. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to get to logistics of all of this. Why they needed them for a year. I was just curious. And on your socials, um, you are Julia Carroll or Storked? Um, I'm Storked at Storked okay. Podcast. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you oh, so much. You are amazing. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Okay. And before we go quickly, the Boston t-shirt, let me just see that one. Oh yeah. What do we wear? It's from H&M and everybody wants it. I should just go link it because it keeps all the mass people are like, I love Um, that. I love that. And it was like $14. Where in mass, where in mass do you live? I'm right in Boston right now. My office is right on like the uh, Newbury street, which is like that big shopping street. We 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 stayed at the Newbury when we did a show in Lynn. That I hotel and went to that restaurant. Oh, okay. that, that rooftop. Oh, yes. Contessa. Oh, well, I'll have to take you out for drinks next time you're here. Yes. And, my, and my husband's from Amherst. Oh, love Amherst. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. All right, ladies. Thank you so Bye. much. Bye. 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 